Hi, this is Deshaun with Doors Open Connect Podcast. This is my co-host, Rick Haas. Thank you all very much for listening, and we hope you have enjoyed us this far on episode 12 now. Uh, please, if you if we've brought you any value, make sure to share this with your sphere of influence, your friends, and your family. Um, we greatly appreciate any support. So, hey, let's dive into the Rick and Petit... Uh, <laughs> Rick, let's dive into the meat and potatoes. Love anyway. Rick and potatoes. Yeah. yeah, I like potatoes. Hey, Rick, let's talk about what we did to maximize uh, on two listings during last week's virtual open house. Yes, Deshaun, let's talk numbers. We already have over 525 views, which I believe is over 800 now, 71 likes, 379 comments, and 13 shares combined. Just one day on only two listings. Between this weekend's virtual open houses and the few prior, we have 1,820 views, 882 comments, 266 likes, and 20 shares. We've also given away over $800 in gift cards to help support the local community. We've also successfully shown two live sunsets from the penthouse suite that was sponsored by Pirate Palms. Yeah, Rick, uh, actually some of those numbers, um, you know, don't do any justice because there was another from Pirate Palms, actually, they're, uh, they're live. They had almost 200 views. They had, you know, plenty of likes and plenty of comments and shares as well and they're, I, gr they're growing even more every day yeah absolutely and um eight hundred dollars might not seem like a lot but in a time like this i think that every meal counts right so anybody who's participating and you saw um some some of the, some of the winners that came in the office and received gift cards they were very thankful um either this adds joy uh it's something that uh people appreciate we've had people who play and who just want to you know, they win the gift certificates and they say, hey, give it to somebody who needs it. And that's exactly what we're doing. And it gives maximum exposure to that listing. Maximum exposure to the listing as well. So those, those numbers, you're not going to get those numbers on a regular virtual open house. Let's be honest. You, if you saw someone doing a virtual open house, what are you going to do? You're going to tune in for 10 seconds, say this is boring as all get up. Yeah. It's, there's, I don't want to I don't want to watch this anymore. This is boring. We all can't wait to get back to our regular lives of open houses. Obviously, everything is going to be a little bit different. I just heard that uh, California is extending its stay-at-home measure for the next three months. Um, that's ridiculous. And Pennsylvania uh, to the end of June, and they might extend it further than that. And this is um, this is crazy. Uh, it, it it messes with all of us, our livelihoods, and and things of that nature. Thank 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 you to. <laughs> To the, to the state of Florida that we're, we're not in those. I mean, we opened the beach, but then we closed it. Um, and now we're going to open it again. Um, and it's going to have restrictions on, on what we can do there. And um, uh, this is very serious uh, economically. Uh, I think it's going to be more serious than, than the actual um, virus itself. So even though, you know, not to be um, uh, in a position to say that people aren't dying from this and it is sad and it is tragic and people are going through a lot uh i think everyone's going through a lot now you know this this definitely makes sure that everybody is uh kind of at their wits end uh especially for those who don't get stimulus if you didn't file your taxes in 2018 or 2019 of course we should we should do that as independent contractors um that's a problem uh because if you're not closing on deals there's some of us that have one or two listings like i have a listing right now um, and it's it's tenant occupied. It's on the market, but you can't show inside of the home. So it, it's very difficult now to do deals um, as a 1099 employee um, in some cases if you don't have a ton of listings and a ton of buyers on deck. Um, and so that stimulus money that they were talking about 
we, we haven't gotten it yet. And then you, they want you to file for unemployment knowing that you're going to get denied. Uh, and then once you get denied, you can go and um, file for the, uh, I think it's P, it's some, some assistance. Um, yeah, it's like three letters nobody remembers. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then you can file for that. And then w w when they approve that, I, I don't know. Um, but it's a, process. it's a process. And then the SBA loans, they keep changing things with that. So it's difficult. You know, they're forgetting about, you know, there's, there's a, a more than a few people out there now that aren't able to collect unemployment and are not getting the stimulus, and you're expecting them to kind of stay home and sit on their hands. But anyway, not to dive into that too much more. Uh, really want to focus on the positive and, and the good things uh, out there. But again, for folks like that, $800 and, you know, meals that are going out, gift, gift certificates for people with families, it helps. It goes a long ways. Um, and so we greatly appreciate the support of people like Pirate Palms, um, Andres Foyonini of Foyonini Designs, uh, and, and, and anybody else um, who's participated in these scavenger hunts um, and, and have given back to local businesses and communities. So thank and I, I did one this last weekend, too, and it was a blast. It was a good time. It was only an hour long, but I had so much fun searching around the house when people were like, oh, look under the table, oh, look under, over there. It was a blast as it, a realtor. It's, it's, it's a fun time, right? People have a good time. But it, despite the snafu of uh, out of four phones, only one had two bars of service. <laughs> yeah, we didn't, we didn't uh, um, anticipate the, uh, the service out where we were at, so, but it still worked. And speaking of fun, Deshaun, what, what do we got going on today? So today we're super excited. And by the way, we're going to play a little introduction piece here for this gentleman here because we have been looking forward to this for a long time now. Um, I'll go ahead and introduce him here in a minute. But we play, play a quick uh, clip from him to get him started. Probably like 4, 3.30 in the morning, too early. I'm up before anyone else is up for the crows are crowing. It's important just to be up at 3 in the morning to get your day started at 2 in the morning before anyone else is up and going. Get a solid workout in at the gym at uh, this 2 a.m. hour, this 1 a.m. in the morning hour. The moon's out. I mean, you can still see the moon's out. Get the hardest thing in the day started while everyone's still asleep up at 1 a.m. the day before. What you want to do is you want to get at 1 a.m. the day before the day you're actually supposed to get up so you're up a whole day and a half early. <laughs> <laughs> So this gentleman wakes up before anybody wakes up, before anybody the, wakes the up. The sun and the moon are up. And the moon are up. So today will be fun and exciting. We have been uh, eagerly looking forward to this. We have with us today a man who wears many hats, has many talents. Not only is he successful as a licensed real estate agent with Porter Davis Real Estate and was voted best of Zillow, has done over 500 transactions since 2008. He is also, now stay with me folks, a jokester, a bit of a comedian, very possibly a rising actor. He sings in his own band called The Wild Fever. He's a filmmaker, an editor, a social marketing expert, and uh, social media marketing expert, and also recently posted a video that received over 75,000 views on all platforms. And that listing sold in seven days uh, without being seen uh, or after being seen on YouTube. Wow, this is Derek Gregory. Welcome with us to the Doors Open Connect podcast. Thank you for coming in today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I, that introduction, I was like, this guy seems uh, pretty cool, you know? <laughs> <laughs> You're a man of many hats. Uh, yeah, dude, I, I got a lot of hats too, you know, like literally a lot of different hats. This is, yeah, this is, we're really excited to have you. And uh, like I said before, the office has been raving about you and, um, <laughs> we're, you know, in this this particular time that we've all been in, I think that uh, 
you know, that it, it's given us some kind of levity. It, give, it gives us, you know, a reason to laugh at the office. It, mm. You know, not everything has to be so serious all the time. Um, and this is this is great, and it's also very positive. So we've got a bit of unwrapping to do here to find out more about who you are, how you got to where you are now. And can you tell our listeners how you got your start in real estate and a little bit about where you came from and your background? Sure, yeah. So, well, first off, thank you for having me, both of you guys. Absolutely. I can tell in just the short time that you guys do a ton of work for this. Um, so thank you for having me. First podcast. So, Check it off the list. Yeah, dude. Okay. I made it. <laughs> I made it. Hey, before I even start on that, I, uh, Deshaun had asked me if there's anything that I needed. And I said, well, glad you asked. I need some peanut M&Ms, <laughs> peanut butter M&Ms, but only the red ones. And uh, yeah, they, they literally have a dish full of red peanut butter M&Ms. So thank you, guys. <laughs> you you yeah. guys don't, don't mess around here. You put it on the writer so you get it. <laughs> You get it, man. If 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 you ask for it, we want to take care. Dang! Of it. I, if I would have known, I would, you know, might have gone a little more. Uh, nah, you know, you know that's, that's just quite all right. <laughs> Pushing it. Yeah. By the uh, way, I noticed you haven't eaten one of those red. I ha- well, you know, there's a thing called the coronavirus, so I'm just a little suspect. Well, well, you know, uh, Rick made sure to use rubber gloves. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, oh, and uh, just to let everybody know, especially our listeners and anybody who's concerned out there, we wipe down everything. From any of our, um, uh, for any of our guests, when we come into the studio, we wipe down the mics, we wipe down the headphones, we wipe down the tables, we wipe mm. down the door handles, um, and then we do the same thing on our way out. So, um, I mean, I guess sanitized. You could do a surgery in here. It's sanit. <laughs> yeah, it's sanit. You could do a surgery. Um, yeah. So, as far as me getting into real estate, a little bit about me. I um, originally from California. Okay. I was born in Long Beach. And uh, my parents were missionaries, so when I was a, a little kid, they moved to the islands of Fiji and uh, grew up there, was homeschooled, wow. so I was a weirdo, a little bit of a weirdo. That sounds good, though. Yeah. Clean drinking water. <laughs> Great water. So, I, you know, those, those bottles of Fiji water you drink, I swam in it. <laughs> $7 a bottle. Yeah, $7. That's what you bathe in. Yes, that's what I took a bath in. Um, so I grew up in Fiji. Um, we lived there, so kind of all my formative years were in Fiji, um, and kind of in that time, it, it uh, uh, I guess it kind of put me and my brother in a place to, um, like, we just developed a lot of creativity, because there, you know, wasn't a whole lot to do, right? right? So um, that was like a big part of our upbringing was uh, just kind of within that creative world, like me and my brother used to always do videos and you know we would we would uh you know write songs do all kinds of stuff so we were very uh, had a very creative upbringing and so whenever we were going to leave fiji we were going to be moving back to california but my grandparents had retired to southwest florida hmm. and uh never been to florida um you know literally had no idea about anything. Uh, I know I knew they had like some oranges, you know, that's pretty much it. Like, some solid oranges here. Um, but ultimately, like when we got back to the States, my family kind of did this uh, family trip across the States to like see where we would end up. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, we got to Southwest Florida and my parents loved it and it was close to my grandparents. So this is ultimately where we ended up. Um, at the time, I was, uh, you know, f- I was homeschooled, so it's fresh out of out of all of that, didn't, I really didn't have any job experience um, because kind of with, with us being in Fiji, it was not really like on a work visa or anything like that. So I, I really had zero 
experience at all. So what ended up happening was the, the lady that sold my parents uh, their house um, ultimately was like, I was like 17. And she was like, hey, do you want to come, you know, work at my office? Because I was graduate. I graduated when I was 16. And she was like, hey, do you want to come work at the office here? It's a real estate office. And she was like, you want to come work here? And I was like, sure. Um, so I kind of worked there and was in the environment of real estate. Didn't really know anything about it. Um, didn't really have any expectations about it at all. Because um, everyone, you know, in Fiji, you know, just kind of lived in the coconut tree. Not really, but <laughs> that's what everyone thinks. I just picture you in a board choice all the time in a hammock just drinking. <laughs> yeah, dude, uh, me and uh, precious water. Yeah, me and uh, what is it? A, a, a volleyball with like my bloody handprint on it. <laughs> was Which, his name Wilson? Well, yes, his name was. You know, it's funny <laughs> that uh, Cassie was actually filmed in Fiji. And what's funny, just this has literally nothing to do with my story, but it's kind of a funny, like the, whenever Tom uh, Hanks was filming it, he got like injured during the process of filming. Like he had stepped on coral or like jacked his foot up. So he went to the hospital in the town that, that I, it was called Latoka. He went to the hospital in the town that, that I grew up in. And he walked, <laughs> he walked in the hospital and he's like, get me out of here. And uh, <laughs> they literally flew him back to the States and finished filming Castaway uh, in the States because it was just so janky, right? <laughs> I remember growing up, like going to the hospital, there's like dogs walking through the hospital, just not a place you want to have any kind of medical attention. <laughs> anyway, so uh, I, I started out in a real estate office and um, uh, I got a job at Sherwin-Williams hated it yeah. with everything in my body hated wow. it and um as soon as i was old enough to uh you know take a real estate test i went i was like i i feel like i could do this so i ended up going um got my license and uh started started out there and you know kind of been doing it ever since you know absolutely that's that's a phenomenal story actually uh it's like a crazy story. do you ever miss california or fiji um, I love California. Love the weather. In my opinion, it's like some of the best weather in the world. Um, might be locked down for three more yeah, miles. Dude. Yeah. You're not, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> um, but I mean, other than that, like just like the cost of living and the, uh, I don't know, just, just like the day to day is probably, you know, a little bit more like, <laughs> I don't know that I have the patience. Right. To, to be in, in uh, LA still. Fiji, there's definitely, I remember there's, there's a lot of stuff that I miss about the simplicity of it. Um, but it's funny, man, like just being back here, it's like we're so, we're so uh, blessed with right. things that we don't even think about or consider that we have uh, advantages that people in a third world country don't. No. What, one thing in particular I remember whenever, um, Whenever I came back, so like I grew up over there and I came back and I remember I went to a Sam's Club and I remember like walking down the aisles and in the freezer section there was, um, it was like uh, cookie dough that was already made. And I remember like stopping and being like, oh my God, like the cookie dough is already made. <laughs> like, what? Like just stupid stuff like that, that like we have so many luxuries mm. that... Um, I think when you grow up in a place to where that's not the case for some people, um, you realize how fortunate we are, regardless of kind of what difficulties we have or what we're going, going through, like we're still super blessed. Right. So I think for me, not necessarily like I miss it. The people there, literally someone that had no money would give you the shirt off their back. That's just the way that they are. Right. Like it's, so being, 
brought up and, and growing up in, a, in, a, in that kind of a culture, I think was very good. Sorry, I'm having like a real tough time with these headphones. <laughs> Bro, my ears are so hot. Um, yeah, so that's, that's definitely one of the things. Like I miss the people. Mm. Um, I mean, you get used to like the beauty of it, like just living. Like even here in Florida, like there's so much beauty around us that I think you just kind of start to take for granted. Do you, do you go back often? To... I haven't. So I only went back since I've moved from there. I've only been back once. Um, so as far as like traveling back, back and forth, no, I not really. Hmm. Yeah. So you, you had the, we talked a little bit earlier about the dinosaur video. Yeah. Um, our office has been laughing and rolling over about this video. And it was, it was, it was a very simple idea. You had, you had a, a guy dressed up in like a dinosaur. Yeah costume type thing and it was just it was hilarious like i i'm not shopping for a home but i still stopped and watched, yeah. <laughs> watched your video and you had over seventy five thousand uh plus views over all platforms um with an offer you also closed in on in one week mm-hmm. um so before we talk about that a little bit deshaun let's play a clip of that video yeah actually let's dive into that a little bit deeper before we play the clip because i think we got a little bit confused we were trying to do our homework He's had so much success with all these oh, different geez. videos that <laughs> we, I was getting them all wrapped up into one. You know, that between the uh, I guess I would say the Amish video, but it's, he's I don't know. He, he, he I, I got a haircut, he, so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and then the dinosaur video, which was absolutely hilarious. They've all been really funny. Um, so, can you tell us a little bit more about that before I play Kip? Because because I know one of them we got seventy five thousand views on. Mm-hmm. The other one was on the market for seven days. Somebody never even stepped foot inside of one of them. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, so dive into that. To clarify, uh, I did it uh, first was, quote unquote, the Amish video, which I had been growing my hair out for like a year. And I had a hat on and, uh, so you, you know, p- apparently I looked like I made butter, you know, and had a carriage. <laughs> but I, so I did that one, which was, and I'm sure we'll, we'll probably talk about it. That was probably the first like out of the box type of a real estate video that I did. Um, and that particular video, which was the first one since is, has gotten over 120,000 collective views, um, between Facebook, YouTube, and, and Instagram. And that recently went under contract with the family, um, from up North, never has never stepped foot in the house. They've never, uh, even been to Southwest Florida. Um, apparently they were searching for, I don't know. I don't know who looks at homes on <laughs> Like, I want to make the biggest financial decision of my life. Let me look on YouTube. But <laughs> ultimately, they, I mean, that's that's ultimately what happened. They were on YouTube and um, ended up finding the home. It had literally it checked all of their boxes. And through the video, it kind of uh, showcased all of the different elements of the home. Um, so they put an offer in on it without ever seeing the house, without ever being to Southwest Florida. They literally know nothing. They were looking up in like north of Daytona. So was that a double-sided deal? It was not, unfortunately. Oh. But the funny, th- <laughs> not to throw them under the bus, the agent, <laughs> the agent is from northern Florida. So unfortunately, I've kind of been put in the position to do a lot of the legwork. But I, I don't mind. I mean, ultimately, it's, you know, it's good for my sellers. It's good for his buyers. So... I've had to do a lot of the legwork because he's, you know, four hours away from right. the house. Right. So, um, but yeah, that's that's kind of been the situation with that. Um, and then as far as the T-Rex video, um, that was a home that uh, I did a video, the, the T-Rex uh, theme, and the people did see it, but it was a multiple offer situation. 
and one of the people that uh, found the home found it through the video, and they actually sent the video to their agent. And they're like, you got to check this out. This house has a T-Rex. <laughs> I don't know if they said that, but that's the way I like to envision it went down. But they, uh, they, sent, they actually sent the video to their agent, and their agent's like, wow, man, like I – I want to buy this house, is, is what he said. Is, is that the one that was done through our office? So the, it was a multiple offer situation, um, but it ultimately ended up selling uh, through an agent in your office, yes. What was their name again? Um, was it Mallory? Mallory, yes. Mallory. Very great to work with. Awesome. Um, uh, awesome agent. Uh, very like thorough throughout the entire process. So it was great, great working with her. That was I've actually done. I, I had another deal with another guy in your office. Jorvi, well. right? Yeah. Jorvi. Um, so yeah, I've been very, I, I, you know, been introduced to you guys. I know all the agents. Very, very good to work with. So yeah. it, it does definitely seem like you have a really good culture there as well. So, um, but yeah, it. She ultimately ended up winning out in the bidding war, if you will, and uh, from. The time I filmed, like went out to the house to start filming, to the time it closed, got my check in the hand, in my hand, it was under 30 days, the wow. entire process. That's awesome. So, but for me, one of the coolest parts of that whole story is the sellers actually had that house listed with a different agent. And not by no means am I trying to like, you know, pour down or, or you know, diss on any other agent, but it, it's just cool for me and exciting. They had it listed with another agent for eight months and it didn't sell. Wow. And then they came to me, what ended up happening? They ended up renting the house out and then the coronavirus thing happened. And the person that was renting it just literally up and left. Um, and so the, they called me and, uh, you know, they're like, Hey, uh, we need to get this house sold. Can you help us? And so it was just kind of one of those things like, wow, like this house was listed for eight months. It didn't sell in a normal market. Like this is, this is kind of a, a big challenge, but I was, you know, I looked forward to it and I said, yeah, let's do it. So I had a conversation with them. It was like a late Friday night by Sunday afternoon. I was at the house filming the video. We had it listed. And by the time it closed, it was under 30 days. That's, that's congratulations amazing. by the yeah, way. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That's a, that's a big win. I'm, I'm going to play a little clip from that one because this is one of the ones that stood out from us as well. Uh, for us as well, and uh, um, we were really excited excited about that one. The um... Another beautiful day here in sunny Naples, Florida, and you guys, do I have a home to show you. A three-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath pool home in the sought-after Glen Eagle community. You guys, this home is rare, so rare, that you're probably more likely to see a T-Rex doing gardening than a deal like this. <laughs> that, that very one, rare. That right there, very rare. Very you definitely rare. have never seen a T-Rex in a real estate video <laughs> before, and uh, that is funny. And even throughout the video, you see the T-Rex trying to grab like a glass in the cabinet, and you just walk by. And can't, can't reach it. Dude, they got them tiny arms. <laughs> the, the funny thing, which I don't know that many people notice, and to me this was the funniest part of it, there's a section in there where the T-Rex is watching TV, and it was <laughs> it was Jurassic Park on the TV, which... Yeah, that was hilarious. I didn't, I didn't catch it. See, there you go, dude. A little, didn't, little Easter egg. Didn't catch it. Little, That's little T-Rex egg. How did, you, how did you come up with that idea? Um, I, I mean, honestly, that one was such a... So I did, just to back it up, I did the Amish video, and it was a little bit different. It wasn't like your standard, like, hi, this is a house for sale. Welcome to this house. It was a little bit like I had a story in it. And um, it went really well, like even better than I was 
anticipating. And so I was like, okay, I think I'm on to something here. I think people want to be entertained when they're, you know, it's one thing to have like an incredible house. It's another thing to actually be entertained throughout, entertained throughout the entire process of your presentation of the home. And so I remember everything happened so fast with that house. Like the, the sellers had called me, like I'd mentioned earlier, they called me, it was a Friday night. I remember talking with them. And by Sunday, I was on my way out to the house. I had never stepped foot in that house. I had never stepped foot into that community. Never been there. I, I literally knew nothing about that community, that home. I, all I had to go off was, you know, old listing photos. And um, as far as that goes, I remember I was like, okay, uh, okay, if I'm going to try to be creative with this, what can I do? And I remember the sellers had told me um, it was a property that's in a um, – a community that has golf and with that particular property you had access to the golf but there was no fees associated with it okay. so I remember thinking like oh that's pretty a unique thing like to have golf but then you don't have any fees with this particular property that's a pretty rare um, very rare especially here in Florida right yeah. yeah I mean literally they want your firstborn child they want your spleen <laughs> your kid like they want organs in order like if you're gonna and be part 30 grand a year on yeah top dude of that, so. you can't they take your legs you can't even walk oh my favorite my favorite is when I'm looking at places like Eagle Creek and it's like a hundred twenty thousand dollar condo yeah you go to look at it, it's like sixty thousand dollars a year seven million dollars <laughs> fees mandatory <laughs> yeah you're literally for the rest of your life you're enslaved to them so that was i remember they had it it was like they had he was talking to me about their property i was like okay tell me about it and um he had said that and i was like well that's like i specifically remember saying <clears throat> that's pretty rare and um again all of this happened really quick i have a t-rex costume that okay. someone had given me for, I don't know, I, I'm a nutcase. So someone was like, hey, Dirk, this would be funny if you had one of these. So I had one and I was like, I could use this. And uh, it, it just kind of kind of started to come together as far as that process goes. And I have some uh, one of my good friends and I had uh, a couple of people that kind of had uh, helped me with as, as far as like videoing and prepping and all that sort of stuff and just kind of bouncing stuff off of each other. And... Um, Kind of the dialogue for that uh, was put together on the way out to the house. Okay. So it wasn't necessarily even a thing that I had a ton of time to like pour over and, and think through and process. It was just kind of a, I'm listing this house. I'm going to use this T-Rex costume. I'm on my way out to the house. What am I going to do? So even once I got there, it, a lot of it was like processing through, what does this look like? What are some clever things that we could do or say that, um, you know, one portion it's entertaining and at the other side of it it's like i want to uh, showcase this home so as far as that one goes i mean a honestly it was just kind of a. I got to do a video i have a t-rex costume this is pretty rare all right let's go film a video now yep. now do those sellers they're they're obviously okay with this uh you know, you know, you get you get to South Florida, you get to you get to freaking uh, you go to Port Royal or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that, and, and it's like everybody's sure. so. What, what do they think of it? Yeah. So that's a that's a great question. Um, the seller of that property is actually, uh, um, I mean, he's a very, very educated uh, man. Like, uh, he was a, an attorney at one point. He was Bob Marley's attorney, which is nuts. Like a very sharp, educated guy. Not like, you know. So it's funny when you look at that video in comparison to the seller. It's like it's 
at first I didn't know, but I know that based off the uh, activity, ultimately it comes down to attention, right? right? Like if you're not getting like what is causing your listing, your property, whatever you're marketing to stand out from the rest of the oversaturated, overpopulated market. And um, I know we shared it a bunch because we thought it was sure. Hilarious, so well, yeah. even beyond that too, like you get one side of it that's buyers like, oh, maybe a buyer will see it. But on top of it, there's real estate agents that are watching it. Right, so yeah. it's like, I want this property to come to mind when they're thinking they have a buyer that wants a pool home in a community with golf. Like this property pops up to them, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, to answer your question, which is a very good question, I... Um, I, they saw the Amish video, so they knew it was a little bit outside of the box. But um, and not even necessarily that that video with the T Rex was crazy. I, I I wasn't really scared, but I was just like, it's this is just a very um, you know straight laced individual. Like they're the nicest people in the planet. Love them to death. But I was like, I just don't know. Like maybe my humor and my viewpoints on things might not align with with theirs. But they basically said, look, we endorse you to, to promote our property and to sell it. At the end of the day, they needed their property to sell. And you and did, it's, and it's sold quick. <laughs> like, wow, that dinosaur Dude, video I, worked. I mean, it, it really, honestly, it was, it was just kind of one of those things to where it's like, it was very humbling for me. And even having conversation with them, like uh, they were just so grateful for the process and, and, and how that all worked out. And what's funny is I had uh, interviewed one of the sellers, the wife, after the sale, just to be like, hey, what's your feedback on, on everything I did? And one of the things she said was like, he did a video that was very gimmicky. And she was like, but we loved it. And some people might take that as very like a, a negative, like, like, oh, it's a very gimmicky, which it, I mean, at the end of the day, it, it was gimmicky, right? right? Like a T-Rex costume. But at the end of the day, it's like, I'm going to do what it takes to sell a property. Right. I'm going to do what it takes to represent uh, my customer, whoever I'm, whoever decides to work with me, I'm going to do what it takes to make sure that they are taken care of w- with, you know, I'm not obviously not going to compromise standards and things like that. But at the, at the same time, look, I'm here to help sell your property. The market's changed. The world's changed. So it's like you need people that are going to do things differently because uh, it's not the same. Like, you know, not everyone's going to, to buy a house that's just listed in the MLS and cross your fingers, hope it sells. Yeah. And, and one of the things that I can just piggybacking off that is that you just see so many, even on Instagram, you see just every, uh, there's so many real estate agents out there, but they're all kind of doing the same thing. It's just a lot of photos. There's a lot of pictures and videos. And though those videos are nice, um, I, like you said, in this times of change, being innovative and creative um, as a way to stand out is, is huge right now. Um, at least I, I certainly believe so. Yeah, absolutely. And so to, let's, let's go to that Amish video, quote unquote, is what, what okay, we call so, it. Okay, so wait office. a minute. We said Amish. What, what was, what, before we even said Amish, what was, <laughs> what was the theme of that video? What was it supposed to be? I mean, for sure I look Amish. Like there's no, there's no debating that. Like I looked very Amish. I mean, <laughs> I was thinking the movie Kingpin, Amish. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, who, who knows? Like I, that was I, the first I guess, video I guess, you, I guess the only thing is he didn't have a long beard. Yeah. I mean, that was I, the first video I saw of you, by the way, and I was like, "Is this realtor Amish?" Oh, that, that was the first <laughs> but, one I saw. Believe me, you're not you're not the first. I, I have I've had many people be like, "Who's this Amish guy?" 
And uh, but I was like, hey, do Amish people do video? I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that works. <laughs> I, I don't know. Do Amish people have a Facebook? I don't know. I don't know how that works. I hope they but wash their hands. It is funny. There is a Amish.com website, and I was like, how does I don't I don't get how that works. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, as far as that one goes, I had always referred to it as the nephew video because my my nephews were in it. Oh, hilarious. Um, hold 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 that thought. We'll just play a little uh, quick. Uh, clip of that one because that one this was the first one in our office this is exactly uh what we did and uh we'll go from there the work is magic on the big screen i thought we were going to mcdonald's no one's getting mcdonald's until i sell this house roman speaking of houses welcome to 709 macarthur avenue three bedroom two and a half bath single family home with a brand new metal roof six total garage spaces this home even has a bidet. What's a bidet? It's a fountain for short people. Like us? Yes, like you. Is there a pool? Glad you asked. It also has a pool. Can we swim in it? No, you can't. This home also has an acre and a half of completely fenced-in yard, making it a perfect place for a game of hide-and-go-seek. You guys want to play? Yes. All right, three, two, one, ready or not, here I come. What? Why are you still here, Titus? I got <laughs> Hey, you boys ready to see your uncle? Be Play it again. <laughs> Run it back. Hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. So tell us a little bit about that clip and like what was your mindset going into that? Um, <laughs> honestly, I thought it was, it was going to be a lot easier than... Dude, I got my nephews out there. It was just chaos. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I was bet. literally about to murder all three of them. <laughs> the house was going to burn down. I was like, this is the stupidest thing that I've literally ever done. Um, oh, you know what's funny? Honestly, that video, it, it was one of those things. I was like, that was just a complete disaster. Like, my nephews were about, you know, they were just done with me. Like, they, I, I don't know How if you guys. How many takes did it take? Well, we pretty much, it was like, okay, we'll line up, we'll do this. Okay, we'll line up. And they were just literally like, nah, not going to do it. I'm going to go I'm gonna go stick my head in this ditch over here. The hardest <laughs> actors you've ever worked with. Bro, I was like, <laughs> I'm going to kill all of you. Um, but yeah, it definitely did not go uh, as planned. Um, but ultimately, I, I'm super grateful. I got a really good uh, buddy of mine who's been helping with some of these videos. And he was able to kind of cut it together to where it... It actually was one of those things he sent like the first revision back and I was like, oh, wow, that's like so much better. Like literally I was like, this is a complete disaster. <laughs> and did your sellers know that you were doing that? They had you know, no idea. They had no idea. What, what so, did they say after you posted Well, it? what's funny is I had sold that house to them uh, before and I've actually maintained like, oops, sorry, you punch your mic. I've, um, I've actually maintained like a really good friendship with them over the years. And so whenever it came time for them to sell, they obviously, you know, uh, had me do it. So I felt it was, there's a little bit, uh, more of a, a level of comfort with them just because it was a little more of a personal relationship, not like a random, like, I don't think even at this point, like if I do a listing or something and I want to do something creative, I'm going to run it by them. Um, 
but with them, it was, we just kind of had a little bit different of a relationship because I've known them for years and we've actually remained friends even beyond like the cell. Like they've, she's made me cookies, you know, you make me cookies, we're friends for life. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've kind of stayed friends. So it was pretty much one of those things. They, they fully had my back with whatever it took to market it. So and that was your first like outside of the box yeah, real estate video. It really was. I mean, I... And I don't know if you, you guys will get to this like kind of moving forward, but just to kind of backtrack as far as how I got into that, I don't know if this is a good time. Or oh, yeah, sure. absolutely. Hit us with it. So uh, last year, October, it was like around October, I had gotten to a point to where I was like, I have to start doing something different. I was getting burnt out. Um, so 20, 2019. 2019, right. So I was um, very uh, – I think it, people have to be doing some sort of advertising marketing like – unless you're kind of in a, a world where you have like a built-in like massive you know uh sphere that that you can keep tapping into i think uh people have to do some sort of marketing or or uh lead gen or something in order to you have to do something that nobody else is doing well that and, and i think just in general like to to generate leads like you you know it as they say it takes money to make money so i was really and i've always been um I, f I feel like very fluid with like, okay, what's happening in the market? Okay, let me adjust and kind of work with that. And I was in this season where uh, a lot of my leads and closings were coming through, um, you know, websites, lead generating websites that I'd pay for per lead. And it was a situation, I was making money on it. I was doing very well with it, but I had just gotten to a place where I just wasn't happy doing it. Um, and I, I just had, and one of the traits about me is like, I'm a very persistent person, even to the point of it, probably in some cases, it's not good. Like I just won't quit on something. Um, and which I think has been very helpful throughout my you know career in real estate. But in this particular situation, I'm literally like grinding away on stuff that I'm just <coughs> not happy doing. And it just kept going and going. It was probably about two years, literally just not happy, um, like there were situations I'd call on a lead and there'd be like nine other agents and it didn't matter that I had more experience. It didn't matter that I knew more than, uh, you know, the other agent that called them. It's like, if I wasn't available to open a door that second, I was chopped liver hmm. kind of a deal. Yeah. And like, for me, it just, it, it just was so frustrating. Like I'd see people, um, and not that I wasn't like very, you know, uh, efficient or, um, persistent, because I promise you, if you look at the amount of times I follow up with every lead, like it's ridiculous. Like for, I'll follow up with people for years. Like, yeah. and it's also kind of a downer too when you make those calls and you realize that you're the ninth agent. Some of those people don't respond to a like, stop calling me. Yeah, you know? so who like, are you? Yeah, that gets very. I'm on the do uh, not call list. By 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 the way, not not to just throw this plug in there, but I'm gonna throw this plug in there. Do it. Uh, with doors open, connect. Uh, you can post up. Uh, you need a door open. You just Boom. post it right on the app. And then you set your terms and conditions. If I would have had you guys, <laughs> maybe I wouldn't have been in this spot. But yeah, I mean, and that's even one of the great values you guys have is like as time goes and needs develop, like there's people like yourself that come up with ideas that can kind of help meet that need. Yeah. Um, but at the time, like that, that wasn't the case. Like I even had situations where there's people I was working with for years and I'd be on a showing and they'd call in the middle of me being in a showing with other, uh, another client or customer and they'd want to look at a house. Like one, one person in particular, they called me and I was literally in showings and I texted, hey, I'm sorry, I can't talk. And ultimately, by the time I got out of my day's worth of showings, I called them and they're like, we wanted to look at a house. You didn't answer your phone. 
So we went and called the listing agent. We put an offer in on it. And these are people that I've been working with for. Yeah. So there was just there's no, there's no loyalty sometimes. I, I have some, just, a, you know, there's, there's, I have friends, you know, like, and that's the thing they always tell you, when, especially when you're a new agent, go to your sphere of influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People that you know, and you tell all these people, like, these are my dreams, my aspirations. I'm going to be a real <laughs> estate agent. And then all of a sudden, you tell them everything, the hardships and this, and then you're trying to do everything you possibly can. And then all of a sudden, you find out that they went with another real yeah, estate yeah, agent. Yeah. And it's like, I've had that happen. Even to this day, I've sold millions of dollars in deals. And even to this day, this is still happening to me with some of my close friends. And I, I mean, you just kind of learn to. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I'm really, uh, like I'm a therapist here. Open it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're 100% right. And I think that was, and not, like I understand. I'm not naive to the fact that that happens and it will happen. Mm -hmm. Like even if you're marketing yourself, like you, there's going to be stuff that happens that, uh, is unfortunate. You're going to have people screw you, stab you in the back. Like it just happens. You can't dwell on that for sure. But I had gotten to a place to where it was more of like the method in which I am making my living is not fulfilling to me. Um, I kind of got to a place where I just felt more or less like a robot. Mm, yeah. Um, and you know, Again, to back up, like super grateful. I'm super, super blessed with, you know, the opportunities and the income and, and everything like that. Like I, not to minimize any of that, but it was just like the vehicle in which I was getting to there was not fulfilling me. And yeah. I was just in a really bad spot for um, probably two years, but I just kind of, you know, whatever, clenched my teeth, kind of just, I'm going to just going to hammer through this, right? right? Like, so... Um, I did that, but finally, like October of last year, it got to a breaking point. Um, and I was like, I, I have to do something different because this is literally, it's just, it's just killing me. And like me, like I mentioned at this, the start of this podcast, like I'm a very creative person. Um, obviously I have a ton of different outlets that, um, had contributed, like that I was able to pour my creativity into music. Um, I even do like, you know, funny videos here and there, uh, on the side, but, uh, there was a, like a season where a lot of that had kind of like slowed down and um, it was kind of, I had gotten to this point. I was like, I just have to do something different. And for the longest time, I always felt like I have a personality, like I like, ha I like to enjoy myself. I right. like to have a good time. I like to cut jokes. Um, and it's not that I don't take what I do seriously because I feel I'm very, very good at what I do. Mm -hmm. But I like to enjoy life, right? Like I'm a I'm a human. I'm a real estate agent, but I'm yeah. You want now? Now, have you ever considered becoming a comedian? <laughs> I've had people say that, but I was like, I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Come on, we'll get you at the, yeah. the comedy spot down here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude. I you know we I was telling even even my broker and then some of the guys and I'm like, look, this guy is like right there with becoming famous. Like yeah. right there. Oh, this you know. You know, it's just there's something in an individual, and obviously it's difficult times right. and, and things like what you just described that builds character. And and when you come out the other side, and it's like, don't take life too seriously. Have a good time. You know, we're only here for a short time. Mm -hmm. Let's 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 have some fun. Right. Um. And you've been around. Uh. You know, obviously you got your YouTube. You have you, your social media. You got two different versions. You got uh, your personal, and then you got your business. With uh, by the way. When did you start your Instagram? Um, probably a little bit before. So it was maybe like August, September. Of last year, right? Of last year. Yeah, it had to be because I'm like, man, this guy, he, he, yeah. he should have like 100,000, yeah, a yeah. million followers right now. Like, you're going to get there. Well, the thing, like, so just to kind of finish out, like, the thought was I, 
with the way my personality is, I always put limitations on myself as far as, okay, if you're a jokester, right? If you like to joke around, make jokes, have a good time, people are not going to take you seriously in this industry. Mm. And I, that was for years, that was a struggle of mine. So much so to the point, like I would work with friends, right? That would want to sell or list or buy. And then they'd go with me and they'd be like, oh, you're like a totally different person when it comes to, to real estate business. But it was like this thing that I had uh, developed within myself. Like you have to be super duper professional. You can't make any jokes. You can't smile. Like you're literally a gargoyle. Like just get the deal done. Like so I had like built this uh, idea of what real estate looked like. Me and too. so, right, which I know just from even just doing this, you know, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, like I've had a lot of agents reach out to me. And I think that's a very common theme with agents. It's like you, like it's all professional, but what was happening was I wasn't being true to myself. And so I think a lot of that kind of showed to people because people want, people want that. They want that freedom because they're, they're putting themselves in this box um, of of the way that things have been done for so long. That's, you know, ultimately that's why we created this app because it, it really, we realized that, yeah, there was a time in the past where it was that, you know, luxury home, you're professional. You can still be professional, but you can also be a human being at the same time. Yeah, you got to have fun at what you know, you're doing uh, or else it's going to be oh, miserable. Dude, have you seen – and so so just an example. Um, since the lockdown, a lot of these agents that have been super stuck up and professional yeah. and million-dollar listing and blah, 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 <laughs> you know, whatever. I've done it. Yeah. But at the same token, it's like when this happened, now you got them all on TikTok. Yeah. They're on – they're on FaceTime Live. They're doing stupid stuff like to how to make these... a cocktail, and they, you know yeah, they're, yeah. they're trying to, to open big up. Time agents just start up their Instagram, and it's like sure. Oh they yeah, had to adapt. You know, yeah, we, you we, have to. You either adapt or you get phased out. Right. Or period. You and, or you die. Or, or, or you die. <laughs> and uh, the yeah. thing is, like, you know, you might have a thirty million. Now you need to know your facts when you go in and you got a thirty million dollar listing or two million dollars, whatever. You need to know your facts, but you could still convey that in a human form and like you said bringing creativity and bringing life to a, a listing is more important than just showing picture after picture after picture video drone footage right of course and- that stuff might sell but you're still stuck amongst the the rest that are doing the same thing yeah. and also just to to tag in there hey if you do a virtual tour but it's just pictures that's not a virtual, virtual tour, tour. <laughs> yeah no we, we we've <laughs> <laughs> I hate that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really hate that. But and I really hate when people go in there with their cell phones and take pictures. It's just, yeah. just it's just like okay, well, again, you can be you can be a comedian, but you could also you, you right. understand you got to be a little bit more serious when you're taking on these listings. You know, I I had a guy that used to take pictures of Swamp, and I'm like, what? <laughs> I lost to listening to a guy who took pictures of Swamp. Unbelievable. And I'm like. Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, good luck, guys. You know, but it was a big weight off my chest. Right. And guess what? They came knocking on my door three months sure. later. Can you? We understand that you did so much more than, yeah, than this guy was promising everything. He's you like, got the old Loch Ness monster yeah. over here <laughs> trying, to, and, trying to sell uh, my house. I sold the house. Yeah. You know? But uh, yeah, that, like that's so that was one of the things. Like uh, jumping back to October of last year, I was just like, I can't. I have to do something different. So I pretty much had got to a point to where I was like, I'm gonna go all in on. And obviously, I've been doing it for a while, but I never really branded myself. Now, let's speak on that. When did you start real estate? So I started, uh, you know, back when the market had crashed before, new agent. But I was pretty much always within uh, a funnel of 
you know, when I first started, I was at an office like really old school. They pretty much did rentals, um, low commission split split. There's really nothing that was added to what I was doing, so to speak. And then I joined a team and did that for a while. And then the reason I ended up at Porter Davis, they were one of the uh, top REO companies in the area. And I, I got brought on as buyer's agent. And, and for those that don't know, what does REO mean? Uh, real estate owned. Yeah, okay. like foreclosures. So, um, but basically what the point of it was I went through this whole real estate career of never really branding myself. And then I got into this phase of where it's like any advertising I was doing, it was building, you know, one of these other websites that generates leads. And so in October of last year, like I said, it was kind of like a breaking point moment. I was like, something has to change. I have to do something different. Would you consider that being depressed? Uh, yes, <laughs> for sure. Like literally if you're like, like dreading doing what you're doing, like, like something's not right. Yeah, right. Like exactly. I do think there's a balance between like some people quit too easily. And then I also think there's a balance of like doing things that actually fulfill you and make you feel happy. Right. And you can't always put a dollar value on that. Right. Like, right. so maybe you're making a little bit less, but you're doing something that you love and you enjoy. It's worth it. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, for me, it was one of those things, like I'm making a great income. Um, I'm doing very well. I'm just not happy. And that's last year. I was like, I have to switch something. So I ended up, and, and again, I don't say this to say this isn't true for everyone because this was my situation. But for me, I ended up cutting all, uh, other lead generate generating websites. And I had been investing a lot of money into those, but I was like, I'm done. Like, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. So I ended up cutting all of those. And I said, I'm going to double down on branding myself. And I'm going to do that in video. And now, now, not to interrupt you, was one of them Zillow? Did you pay yes. for Zillow? Zillow, Realtor.com. I did truly. I, I literally did all of those. Okay. And again, it, like they work. Like you, you can make a very good income off of those. Uh, but you got to spend a lot. You do have to spend a lot. And I mean, you're not that I even mind competing with other agents. It's just I felt like my, I, I guess my value, my worth could be utilized more in different you know, areas. Mm -hmm. And what, what would you say, what would you say the average monthly expense would be to, to actually bring you above breaking even like for what, for, for any of those outlets, whether it's Zillow, realtor.com. Like what do you have to spend? Yeah. But I mean, what, what, what's the breaking point? Cause I know a girl that just spent like 20 grand wow. on, on Zillow <laughs> Dang, alone. You guys don't play in Naples. No. <laughs> Um, I mean, she does very well, but yeah. she, she's also questioning herself or had been questioning herself like maybe maybe organic is better the way to go. Well, I think it just depends on the person. I mean, I, I've spent thousands of dollars a month and definitely the return I've gotten from that is greater. So it's, you know, whenever you break it down, it's a good investment. But it was more of like just the process of all of that is what was was not good for me mm, right mm, and my mm. my mental state right it just wasn't good for me um and again i you know i know there's a ton of teams there's a ton of people that have agents that are new and they pay for leads and um you know and you can make a good income on that but it's like that only can go so far and i think if you're just like you know hamming your head on the wall calling you know like maybe for other people that's that makes a little more sense and and again i've done it for years but it was just I felt like I, my time could be spent better in a different way. Branding yourself, medium, yeah. right? Like you were talking. About. Yeah. So that's what happened. October, I said I'm going to do videos. I had a builder that was building some really nice homes, and I said, "Look, I'm going to do a video um, for for this." 
and I want to be in the video because I want to, when people think of this new construction home, they think of me. Right. And so it was a big uh, thing for me to be in the video because I was like, look, at the end of the day, if I end up getting cut loose or whatever, like, I don't want my marketing to be used as, you know, someone else's marketing that they just take and recycle again. And I'm not can, part of can you name the builder? No, no. <laughs> I'm, but I'll be honest. I'm, I'm still, I'm still working with them. I have a really great relationship, and I think for them, it's I, I've proven my value to them. Yeah. And I think they, they know, like they feel very, and they've said this to me. They feel very lucky to be working with me. And I think for some people too, man, like you got to show your value to the people you're working with. Mm. Like, dude, I mean, you could a- anyone can take a house and put in the MLS. Mm. Anyone can do that. Anyone can hire a photographer, pay him 200 bucks, 250 bucks, take cool pictures. Cool. What else are you doing? Mm. Like things are changing. And for me, it was like, I want to show these guys because they literally, there's millions of agents. They yeah. can pick whoever they want. I want to show them my value. Like, I don't just want to tell them and yap on like and i did that with people i'd be like look i've been doing real estate i know what i'm doing i know how to read a contract yeah like i know how to negotiate like you tell people that stuff but they want to see it Mm. so i did i started launching into videos i did a video it wasn't anything comedic or anything outside of the box it was just pretty much me talking and i got a lot of really good feedback of people saying like oh you seem very natural on a video and I was like, cool, like that, that actually went well. Like it, it went well. I sold a bunch of their houses. They were floored. They were excited. Um, and then I just was like, okay, I think I'm onto something here. And just kind of kept diving into it a bit further and further. And, and then I got to the Amish video <laughs> and, um, and I was like, okay, this is, I, I'm onto something here. Do you think that that might have, oh, okay. So first of all, <clears throat> when did your band start? You're, you're the lead singer, right? I'm not. I no? was. <laughs> I wish I was. I'm not. We were trying to figure that out. <laughs> but, but do you think between the creativity um, from uh, Fiji and, and uh, California and the things that you develop, I think a lot of people always, especially uh, in Naples or people in general, they only want to talk about the success stories. Sure. Um, but there was a whole lot that kind of built up to that and right. it even built to your breaking point in, yeah. in October right and then you you started to step outside of the box because you weren't being true to yourself etc but you you know what you like and so you just started doing these creative projects and these things and these videos and and you, ha- you when did your band start so we've been I, I've always th- I mean since I've been in Florida I've done music um I I started in like a rock rap band which my brother is a rapper shout out <laughs> Shout out Daniel. So, like I've always music is 100% my passion. I love music. Um Same with me, man. Yeah. Same with me. Yeah, dude, you rap a bit. I, Give I me some got, bars, he's, dude. He's got, he's got a rap I have song. a I have yeah? my own song called you know? I Cannot Sleep with This Cash, but we're not going to get into that. I cannot <laughs> I cannot sleep with this cash. Yeah, L- give me a line. <laughs> Hit him with a line. Give, give him, him a little dude, just give me a taste. Give him a little something. I wake up in the morning, in the morning, I wake oh. up, I'm looking in the mirror, and my nightmares are facing them, they're raging, like a fire at a gas station, the flames reaching the bottom, they explode, like, I don't even, it's see, that's, <laughs> by the way, by the way, that was, I was, that was 2004, 05, yeah. and I had come from Michigan, close to Flint, and, uh, that got, you got that bad water, <laughs> I drank some of the water and thought I could rap. <laughs> And so I brought that down here with me. A good friend of mine, Ruben Gutierrez, uh, put me on a beat, and you know, and I was working at Ruby Tuesdays, and nice. my mom was dying of cancer, my dad was dying of something, and and I just kind of came up with this this thing called "I cannot sleep with this cash." Yeah. 
but um, ridiculous. But it was funny. <laughs> it was, it, it, you know, it was. It, you know, we actually had a lot of tracks. I used to write a lot, and yeah. poetry and what whatnot. But um, when I went into a studio uh, to to record that song in particular, I was like. There's nowhere else on this planet I'd rather be, man. Yeah. Like, you know this, what I mean? Like, that was the coolest. This is my destiny. This was the coolest thing. Yeah. But it cost me $70 an hour, and, and uh, then my pay. destiny got Bro, you very can't short. Sleep, you can't sleep with that cash, you know? <laughs> it costs a lot for your destiny. But my destiny got You really can't short. sleep with that cash because you're pay, paying for the studio time. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. So, uh, for sure, music's definitely, like, that's my first love, if you will. Um but yeah, I mean, I've been, I've always been in some sort of a band. Um, I think for a good portion of time, real estate and music worked pretty well together because um, <laughs> I remember we. So we, we, I used to be in a different band, and we would tour. We did some stuff along the East Coast, Texas. Um, we even got flown out to Arizona, did some shows out there. So, but I remember like still doing real estate in the middle of all of that, mm -hmm. and like I would literally everyone in the band hated me because I'd. <laughs> I'd be on the phone, like talking to agents, like, "Yeah, so uh, hello, this is Derek. <laughs> hello, this is Derek. Oh, yes, that's that's still a bit." And I'm like, "Dude, like we'd be, you know, like if it's like your guys, right? Like you're just hanging around, having a good time. Everyone's joking around, and then you're like, hey, guys, 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 I got a business call coming. Sh shut up, all of you, shut up. I that, have a bit." That actually happened to me too. My first deal, <laughs> we were on tour up in Minnesota, and I was working my first deal in Minnesota, and it was like, and I, I do all the driving for my band too. Which, by the way, I'm in a band too. Um, and I do all the driving for them, so there would be times where we'd stop off at a gas station, and they're looking at me, and I'm throwing my laptop up on top of the hood while I'm pumping gas, and I'm trying to <laughs> do deals. Yeah. And like, what, what By the way, why don't you talk about – let's skip ahead here. We, we'll, we'll jump into that, and we'll go backwards. Rick, which band were you in? Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm in SoFlo, um, which is like a rock reggae band here in southwest Florida. Um, we tour a lot and everything like that. Um, but, yeah, so I can, I can relate to what, what yeah. you're saying as far as – you're on tour and the guys are, they have their mindset on like, okay, we got to go to the next show. We got to mm -hmm. set up, we got to play the show. We got to kill it. We got to break down. We got to go to the hotel. You know, like their mindset's that. Whereas my mindset was similar to yours. Yeah. Where it's like, gotta I make, got to get, get that cash so I can sleep with that cat. What I was it? <laughs> Sleeping with that cash. Yeah, I, I got to sleep with this cash. Sleep with this cash. So I can relate to, <laughs> yeah. to what you were saying with that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. These, I think, um, it's important to remember who we are. We're, you know, at the end of the day, we're all human, right? Um, I've seen very successful agents who make a lot of money and sell million dollars deals, especially in this time. I, I know an agent that just did one over three, three million dollars, um, and they're always stressed out. You know, they're, you know, that was one of the the points for me moving from, from hospitality, like what you were talking about when you were like burnout. I was burnt out of hospitality of 15 years and management and restaurant and resort types of experiences. And I was just like, well, I got to do something different. That something different was real estate. And it was something I've always believed in and wanted to do. And then I did it. And ultimately, um, I'm, I'm an observationist, right? So you should, for me, it's like, okay, you should want to be the person above you. And if not that person above you, you should want to be the person above that or the person above that, you know, et cetera, up to the ownership. Um, and I would always gauge that with, um, all right, well, I can be miserable for two more years as that person mm. uh, to get this person. But what, what is this person like? Well, this person's been through three divorces. The kids don't like them. They're alcoholics or they're this and they're that. So why would I want, why, why would I want anything to do with that? 
Right. Uh, you know, and, and it's like, you know, when you're working those kind of hours in hospitality, it's, it's, it's just, it's brutal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it kind of sucks you in as a vacuum. And that's why I was like, you know, I turned down the promotions. I, I'd be a general manager right now at a restaurant overlooking the, uh, the Atlantic right now in, in uh, Fort Lauderdale Beach. Now, um, that might be a downside because because of this pandemic, they've been closed down for for for, for, for months now. Okay. But but at the same token, it was like okay, let's get in hospital, let's get into real estate. I mean, right. You get into real estate, and uh, you and I were talking briefly about before we even you know our first couple of deals. Um, the first one of mine, which was an investor, uh, my my general contractor, in, introduced me to this guy. We were walking him through the house, and he's like, "I'll sue you." You know, don't be screwing me over. I'll sue you. I'll sue your mother. I'll sue your unborn kids. I'll sue the blah, blah, blah. If this is a bad deal, blah, blah, blah. I'll sue you. It's like, oh, my God. Dude, that's a, that sounds like a guy that's sleeping with that cash, you know? Oh, my God. <laughs> and he was using bank cash. And so, and he was a rich dude. But, yeah. and I was like, I don't want, I don't know if this is what I want to get into. I don't want to be, yeah. like, I'm trying to do, you know, for me, it's like simple. Even as a waiter, it was like, okay, people would be like, well, how's the steak? I don't know. We didn't put it on the menu because it was terrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. The steak is great. You like steak? Yeah. Eat the, eat the freaking eat, steak. Eat it. <laughs> but at the same time, you're always like, oh, how good is your shrimp? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's on the menu. Right. You know, Probably. I think it's good. You think it's good. I don't know. They put it on a menu and they're in business because it's successful. So, um, eat the shrimp. Eat the shrimp if you want the shrimp. What are you looking at me for my yeah. opinion for? <laughs> so I was a terrible server. You know, what do you think of this bottle of wine? Oh man, you don't um, even drink wine. Uh, you know, I don't know. I put down a gallon of tequila last night. I don't, <laughs> you want me to yeah, ask yeah. me about your wine and yeah. your, your palate? I don't know your palate, but uh, it's on the menu yeah. and they're successful. So and people order it. So I would say that if you if you're interested, take it. You know, right? Have have a go at it. But um, I think that's very important. Is like when you when 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 I left that and you get into real estate, but just being an observationist, and that's what led me to Doors Open Connect, which was like. I'd rather help the agents. I'd rather be there for the brokers, the agents, mm-hmm. the MLOs. I'd rather help them close a deal. Um, you know, maybe certain things are not, you know, I, the deals that I had, um, I've, I've done a lot of them, and, the, you know, some have been decent, but they're, they're all a challenge, right? It's you get better as a professional and, and whatnot. For me, I have more enjoyment in helping the agent get success, mm-hmm. uh, et cetera. And, and you kind of coming out of your shell as an agent in October where you're like, I'm not, I'm just going to do things my own way. I'm going to brand myself mm-hmm. and I'm going to have fun with what I'm doing, I think is very important because it led to these things that are happening now, which, um, the homage video, the T-Rex video. <laughs> Look, by the way, the <laughs> ASMR video. Oh my God. We, I was sitting there the other day in the office. I'm, I'm just dying laughing. And actually the the Christmas present unwrapping one with the dude you guys so you, d- you dove deep so huh? you, oh we studied you so you 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 were a prankster before you, oh dude the I, look on I think that was your brother but the look on your brother's face when the when the turd kind of came oh, out of the toilet they hate me yeah I'm I'm that uncle for sure yeah for sure you're the fun uncle I'm yeah. the, no doubt about it. my friends call me Uncle D right because they're like dude you're it's just I definitely take great uh, pride in, in being the fun uncle for sure. So it, it, those videos are just priceless. Now, folks that are listening have nothing to do with real estate, but nothing. but it definitely shines light on on uh, Derek's character and and it, it, hilarious stuff. You have to check it out. And uh, 
you know, just, let's get into the next one because we're, we're going to be a, a bit beyond time here. But the baller on the budget video, hilarious as well. You just released that one last week. And I think you had a, you had a poll, whether it was a Komodo or it was a, a leopard print, I believe, right? Yeah. And by the way, you stole Rick's idea because Rick was going to go in there. He wants to do a, a virtual open house as uh, the Tiger King, but now he wants to be the Leopard King. No, no, no. I want to be the, the Panther King. Or the, the Panther, Panther King. So I, I got this little skit I'm, I'm playing in my head. I want to do a virtual open house scavenger hunt, but I want to do it with even more of a twist. So I want to I wanna be uh, the Panther King. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm Rick Exotic. I'm Joe Exotic's cousin. Yeah, I know you heard about the Tiger King. <laughs> The Lion King. What do you know about the Panther King? The Panther King. You know, and yeah, just yeah, do something yeah. Real that's funny good. Yeah, um, you're like you could be hiding like sardine oil in the house. You yeah, know? and I'd have like little <laughs> panther stuffed animals all around the house. Yeah. So, so, so before we get into this, let, let's just play. A... <laughs> By the way, I picked the leopard print, and you I, didn't pick my choice. I'm, I let you down, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> let's let's play a, a quick clip of this one here. Oh, uh, my speaker shut off. Let's turn it back on here. All right, here you go, folks. You got to listen to this. I'm a baller on a budget. And if you're a baller on a budget like me, you're probably looking for a good deal. That Kardashian lifestyle on that honey boo boo budget. And I've heard 6828 Sterling Green Boulevards is exactly what daddy's looking for. Nailed it. <laughs> that. That is priceless, man. I, yeah. I, I, you know, the creativity that you're doing, you're going in on these. I mean, I think you're going to get the attention of some other people, um, <laughs> you know, in in other <laughs> networks or sphere I of influence. Like a Netflix show coming on. I, I just, you know, yeah. the, uh, why not, man? <laughs> yeah, why not? The whole thing is is absolutely priceless and hilarious, and I think that. Uh, uh, <laughs> I actually put that one under contract yesterday. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Really? Congrats. It was that was another house they the sellers had listed for over 500 days, and um, they're friends with the the T Rex people, and they people, that's how you got they them. They referred it, and uh, yeah, put that one under contract. I have a funny story actually with that. Oh, please with, let us have it. So uh, again, I literally have no ill will towards any agent or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> disclaimer. But, <laughs> disclaimer. Um, but I remember I, I was like, okay, same, very similar situation to T-Rex. I was like, I didn't have a ton of time. I was like, ah, literally just kind of threw it together. I knew the house was a really good deal, um, for everything that was offered within that community. And so I was like, what I, I feel like for me, it's like always one little idea and then building off of that idea. And so the one thing that popped into my mind was, I mean, if you want something nice, but you don't have a ton of money, right? Like this is the dopest house ever. So like a baller, like, you know, the, the, the champagne taste on a beer budget type of, a, of yeah. an idea. And that was kind of, I was like, this community stacked with stuff that, that comes with it. But I mean, 150,000, 149.9, like this is ridiculous. Yeah. So that's, that, that idea kind of came off of that. So then it was just like, okay, how do I build off of that idea? So I, like you said, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to wear something ridiculous for sure. And uh, I was, it was either like a, some weird leopard print shirt or a kimono. 
ended up wearing a kimono, which I have a kimono, which if you don't have a kimono, highly recommend you get one. Cause and by the, by the way, you took one for the team that day, right? Didn't you hurt your back on oh, the yeah. skateboard? My back is like trashed right now, but, <laughs> but you're under contract, but I'm under contract. So <laughs> my back feels way better. But what's funny, the funny thing with that story is like the community, like I said, it's a very like, I mean, it's, it's a nice community, right? And I'm over there filming this video that's like over the top and there's people there <laughs> literally wearing, no one sees anyone wearing a kimono in general, but I'm on a kimono on a skateboard uh, in this community and I, I like see people and they're like, what, dude, what are you doing? Like, does this guy have the coronavirus? Is he like lost it? And what's funny is I'm out there filming it. Got a kimono on. I got a straw with a pair of lips on it into my Dave and Buster's cup. Uh, riding a skateboard with the stupidest shades that I could find. And I'm out there filming it. And the previous listing agent shows up to like get their sign. And it was like this moment where I was like, this is so awkward because, and maybe they didn't have this thought process, but I had this sense of like, they're looking at me like I'm a complete like these sellers picked this nut job to like list their house. Mm-hmm. And it was like this moment, like this super awkward, like I'm the new listing agent. I'm the new guy. <laughs> Hi, this is my kimono. So it was like this super weird, like awkward uh, exchange that kind of had happened. And I was like, oh, like, and that's another thing too. Like if you do stuff different or outside of the box, like you got to go into it expecting like people are not everyone's going to think it's cool. Like, I'm super grateful. Like, your guys' office has been so supportive and had, like, your broker has said, like, it's honestly so humbling to see that and to feel, like, appreciated. But not every, that's not the case with everyone. No. Like, I've had tons of really, like, nasty, mean things that people have said. And it's like, I mean, ultimately, you got to choose what you focus on, right? So, and, but for me, I'm trying to get to this place to like, I, if everyone thinks I'm so great, I don't get too high. If everyone thinks I'm a piece of trash, don't get so low. Just kind of keep it even um, and do what you believe in and you feel passionate about. And uh, that was just a pretty funny. Uh, and it's been working for you. That's a great So far, too. yeah. That's... Until I, you know, tick someone off. But um, yeah, I mean, it's been no, good that's, for sure. No, I think that's, that's. You can't, you know, even we, we, Rick and I, we always talk about it, you know, and not everybody's going to love working with other agents outside of their agency. Um, not every broker is going to love success. Not every agent's going to love another agent's success. We just need, you know, what Rick and I have been talking about and some of the guys with DOC is just, we just need 10%, mm-hmm. 10%. There's over 2 million agents, uh, you know, in the United States of America, there's over 80,000 brokerages. I'm not here to please everybody. I'm here to do the best I can for for the people who get it. And right. uh and that's exactly it, being true to yourself and not waiting in, like you said that was actually the I haven't heard that before. But it was a really good metaphor the way that you put it, you know, don't get too low, don't get too high. Um and and just stay true to yourself. I think that's that's the most important key. Um doing what you love and and making sure it's fun, you mm-hmm. know, because I've had a lot of deals that just I felt absolutely drained when I was done. Everybody got their way but me. And it was just like, wow, man, like that, I gotta take, I gotta leave town because this, this <laughs> deal just drained me. Yeah. Um, and, and all I was trying to do was sell a home that somebody wanted to be sold and, and have somebody buy a home that they really wanted to buy. And it's like, why can't it be just that simple? Yeah. You know, and there's just all this nitpicking and, and just energy draining stuff. Um, but, Having said that, I think Rick here uh, will will talk about 
your band a little bit. Yeah, so so tell us about tell us about your band. How did you get into music? What what uh what gave you that itch to get into music uh, years ago when you got into music? I I mean I don't know. I mean like I said, me and my brother, we used to like rap. Me and my brother. Um, Love it. So that was one of the things we were not good, but we just music was just something we we loved. And uh, when I moved to Florida, I started playing guitar. And um, like I said, it's just the creative side of me. It's like it kind of morphed into recording and writing. And we started a band, and um, we did a lot of really cool stuff. We got to play a lot of really cool places. Um, and so that's just been a big outlet for me, right? Like so, uh, we've had a lot of really awesome opportunities and really, really cool things that over the years we've gotten to do. And, um, it's slowed down a bit. Like, so we recently kind of started a new thing, um, you know, a new band, kind of a new sound, if you will. Um, we put a song out last year. Uh, we, we have like five other songs that we still have never released. And the name of the band is the wild fever, the wild fever. Yeah. yeah. Someone's like, is that like a disease or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, because of the COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that to do with the COVID? Yeah, you better release those songs now. Yeah, you yeah. Know, jump on the bandwagon. Better get them out. Yeah. <laughs> but we had um, we had five songs that we recorded, and it's just kind of been one of those things, timing wise, that we put a song out, and then there was a lot of life stuff happening for different people in the band, to where it was kind of the pause button was hit, and I think that a lot of that ties into my whole story of you know towards the end of 2019 i'm like i'm going nuts like i have to do something creative yeah um and that kind of poured into that but we do have some really really cool songs that um uh, one of them w is filmed which should have been done already um but there was one that was kind of filmed in in actually a house uh that i sold to one of the guys in the band that is kind of uh like refurbished or re repurposed the home and so a video was filmed through that entire process so it, it it's taken a lot, lot longer than I think any of us were anticipating. So that probably here in the next couple of months will be coming out. So we'll have a new one coming out. And then there's several other songs that I'm, I, I think they're pretty awesome. So I'm pretty excited about that. Awesome. Hey, just a quick question. So agents love to tout their success. However, in my experience, there's been many disappointing deals leading up to those success stories. Can you share some of yours and how perseverance has led you um, to the path of, the, of your success that you're on now? Like, just like disappointing real estate stories? Just just something that would, uh, you know, it sounds, it almost sounds to me like in October you might have had one of them oh, stories. Oh, dude, that is super disappointing. I mean, I think if people get into real estate thinking everything's going to be rosy, they're going to be very, very disappointed. disappointed. And it's funny, I got my cousin here with me who's getting into real estate and... Uh, he's seeing a little bit closer hand, like even in this moment right now, I got a ton of stuff that's kind of, uh, burning to the ground, so to speak. And it, it happens. Right. And that's kind of why I've tried to get to this space of like, I'm not too excited if I have the, the best deal in the world closed, or I'm not too sad if it literally blows up in my face. So, I mean, over the years, I honestly can't even count how many like heartbreaking, disappointing. It's a roller coaster. Yeah, I, I I call it getting on the bull. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and I always tell the guys like even when they're under contract, I'm like, guys, it, it does, nothing matters until you get yeah. the clothes and the check in your hand. That's when it yeah. matters. I have one right now that it's literally like. Uh, like all the time and effort and energy you put into it. And it's like, just takes one thing, um, you know, to go wrong. But I think I would probably say October in, and it honestly, it, it happened before that it's been years that it's just been a lot of like, 
you know, like the waves hitting, hitting the shore, like pounding and pounding and pounding. Finally, you get to a point, you're like, I have to do something different. And for me, like it, it kind of pushed me. So when you talk about, uh, something that's kind of persevered and, and I, I do think ultimately to back it up, you have to be uh, persistent in mm -hmm. real estate. I mean, it's, it's tough, man. I think a lot of people, I talk to people, they want to get in real estate and they're like, Oh, I, I'll get in real estate. I can make my own schedule. I can do do what I want. And if that's your mindset getting into real estate, you're already done. You're yeah, already you're in done, trouble. Right? Yeah. Like it's yeah. not it's like they say like with fighters, like if you get to the point in your fighter and you're thinking about retiring, you need to retire. Um and I also to that point, if you're getting into real estate and your reason for getting into real estate so you can take it easy, it's just not it's you're not gonna have longevity in it. Like it's a very persistent twenty four seven. Dude, twenty four seven it's just a persistent, persistent, persistent patience, like all this stuff kind of goes into it. And so for me that I will say that's one thing that I feel I'm very proud of is like, I'm a very persistent person, but as far as like a particular point in time, I would probably say October was that moment to where it just was like, look, if I don't build a brand, then I'm a nobody at the end of the day. It doesn't yeah. matter how good, like I can know every single thing about a contract. I can know all of the details, if, peop if I'm in obscurity, people don't know who I am, then it doesn't matter. Right. So that's, for me, that's, I had that moment. I was like, I have to step out of obscurity. And the cool thing is like, I've definitely over the years refined you know, my skills and, and all that sort of stuff to where it's like, I'm confident. Like I'll read through a contract with you. I'll talk through what this means and what that means and, and contingencies and like, I'm comfortable with that. So for some people too, it's like they want to put the cart ahead of the horse like i want to do this and this and this yeah. but it's like they haven't put in the work right. with the other things so it's like once you get your opportunity to you know you're at bat it's like you can't perform even if you do get an opportunity yeah and that's that's not even having lawyers involved i mean yeah and, and there's a lot of people like oh, i want to I'm, 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 I, I i see this especially now and i i think it's somewhat comical i feel a little bit bad because there's a lot of agents because of the crisis that jumped on instagram that weren't there before and you could just tell because they have like 100 followers and all of a sudden they you know you're just you're like what get a kick out of i'm it. a marketing expert you have 100 followers guy yeah. like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but but at the end of the day it's like you know people are like well i'm a, I'm a luxury million dollar listing agent i'm this and that and blah blah and it's like I've had million-dollar listings, multi-million-dollar listings, where the deal almost fell apart over five thousand dollars because of, it's a pride thing at that point, and so it becomes a preach. It becomes a nit, <laughs> it becomes a nitpick thing, and it's like, well, I'm not going to get bested, or I'm not going to do this and that. Yeah. And I was literally five minutes from, not even five minutes. I was, my hand was on the dial button uh, of a. Of, of an agent one time where the the listing um i was the listing agent and the seller had just told me you know they they're trying to screw him over for three feet extra on the dock and and some other things and he's like i'm you know screw these guys i'll come down there with a the chainsaw i'll cut off they don't want an extra three feet on the dock i'll cut the three you i'll smoke a cigar and hey, i'll cut dude, was this the texas chainsaw <laughs> <I'll>, he's <laughs> like I'll, I'll, fl I'll fly down there i'll cut off the three feet they don't <laughs> want it you know, it had been it had been uh, surveyed. But sounds it, like you were working with like a, a serial killer. Well, it was permitted. <laughs> it was permitted appropriately in Collier County, but yeah. and then but it wasn't done the right way through right. the Naples. I don't know. The whole thing was just big nonsense, right? And they're trying to get all these deals off of that. And he and he knew it was, they were trying to nitpick him. And he's like, you know what? You know, they want they wanted another five thousand dollars worth of credit. And after I'd already get him, I had already got him like ten or something like that. And he's like, nah, you know, this is when he said, you know. Forget it, you know. Tell them 
there was a lot of explicitives. Sure. Uh, and and I was like, man, wow, you know. And I'm pacing back and forth in my room, like I gotta call this agent and tell him like the deal's gone, yeah. you know. And then I went, to, <laughs> I was literally about to dial him. He called me back. He's like, you know what? <laughs> the only reason I'll give him the five is because it's furnished now. It looks good because it shows well. Um, he's like, we're gonna move all the furniture out. But if they ask for anything else. And, and there was a hutch that was left in the kitchen. He's like, he's like, D, I don't care what you got to do to get that hutch out of there. They're not getting the hutch. He's like, get a sludge hammer. He's like, I'll fly down with a sludge hammer. I'll this guy's throw. got a lot of like destructive. It, it wasn't his fault because they were trying to get him the, the yeah. better of him on the deal. But that's how these yeah. deals sometimes get, sure. you yeah. know. And and then the agents push each other around, and then you get lawyers involved, which makes it even more difficult because the lawyers are trying to prove their their worth, et cetera, and then they start coming up with reasons that the deal should yeah. fall apart or, or somebody's doing something or not doing something. So my point to all that is just that it's not it's not all rainbows, you know. We we see everybody wants to celebrate the success stories and that's great in, in theory, um, but there's a lot that goes on before that happens and uh, before you get the check in your hand and sometimes you get the check in your hand and you still feel like you're walking away um, like you like you've been underpaid or or, mm -hmm. or or screwed over in a sense and uh um you know that that happens that's real estate and uh you know like Derek was saying for all you new agents out there you got to come into this with an open mind but you got to you got to come into this ready to grind you know career students career employees thinking that they're going to go and sell their first 7 million dollar deal and make 100 grand um because they heard a story it's you know <laughs> they haven't heard the they haven't heard the the other stories, yeah. you know? Sure. So I think it's important to kind of mention that, not to be negative or the downside of things. I just think that people should go in there ready to grind it out and, and, and to, to pull themselves up through the dirt um, in and a since sense. You, since you made that change in October, I mean, the month of January is looking pretty nice for you. You had $1.9 in contracts just uh -huh. the month of January. So that, that attributes to the change that you made in October sure. to January. So you can see that, that change. And that progression, and that's awesome. Yeah. Um, by the way, I have a question. Do you do you do open houses? Um, this is probably not gonna land well with you guys. Well, but not. We, yeah, really. no, no, we're curious. We're yeah, curious. because not you, really. You, you said recently you you just started taking on listings, right? No, I mean I've done listings. Um, I've done open house. Don't get me wrong. I've done many open houses over the year, and I know um, they're vital, right, for the business. Um, but I can't say that I do a ton of open houses. Okay. Um, is that just because you, you, you've got better places to be? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've had, you know, over the years too, I've like worked with a lot of like newer agents just trying to help and mentor. And, um, I think some people need uh, a place to start. And, uh, for example, there was a, there was a guy that was in my office at the time, was a new agent struggling, didn't have a ton of stuff. And I had some really cool listings and I was like, Hey, why don't you do some open houses? I'll even help you promote it you know, this and that. And he sat it and ended up getting two contracts out of uh, an open house, right? So I'm not to, to minimize like the value in them. I do think that the stats show that majority of people, like in my opinion, a lot of times the open houses are more, more beneficial for the agent as right. it, it not is necessarily for the listing. Yeah. For the listing. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of my thought process too, is like for some sellers that are like bent on having uh you know, an open house, I, not all the time does that translate into a sell for their particular exactly, property. Yep. But I do think it's a very uh, great 
tool and resource, especially for agents that, that you know, they don't know how, how do I get another lead? How do I get another contact? And, and also, I think, too, being very um, intentional with the time that you spend at your open house. Like, you're not just sitting there playing, you know, Candy Crush or whatever. Right. Like, you're actually still working on generating business. Um, yeah, they're, they're super vital, right? Um, I think, you know, and one of the things is, you, you can have an agent just take one at the last minute and then halfway do it. And again, it, I think it all kind of comes down to how you market it. You pick up an open house on a Monday, you market it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever. You do a theme and get people involved. You, you do an ad campaign. That can definitely tip the scales for how well your open houses do. And, and honestly, we just, you know, we just got a deal done with Andre, um, Trinity, and Anthony, and that one, that house sat on the market for over 300, uh, it was over a year, and uh, he found the buyers that day, and he stayed in touch with them, and then he said they weren't ready to buy, um, but they really liked that unit, and then eventually, he just, he was just there for the follow-up, you know, and they were like, okay, yeah, I think we really want this, and then sure enough, they just closed on it um, two weeks ago, so, uh, you know, Really excited about that because it was done through the through the app. I think the statistics are a little bit off. And that you look at National Association of Realtors, I don't know where they get their stats from, but they say like seven percent of deals are done through open houses. And it's like nobody called me to find out how many open houses I did. You know, yeah, yeah. where are they getting these numbers from? You know, yeah. and that's that's kind of that's a long-term goal for us is to really provide some real insight and data on how these things happen. Because I've talked to multiple people, including. Um, a Larson uh, educator, you know, he teaches classes, but he's big shot up in Cape Coral. Um, he's closed deals through open houses. Uh, we have an agent in our office. She bought a home through an open house. And it's like, I feel like there's a lot more of that going on than people actually advertise. Mm -hmm. And we are trying to get that all in a spreadsheet somehow, sure. you know, down the road um, with the success stories. And I think that people will eventually find, because at the end of the day, there's a sense of cop out they're like, oh, I don't do them because an agent has got a lot of experience, says he doesn't do them because he's never had success. Mm -hmm. Well, how did he do them? Right. Did he market them? Did he, you know, did, was, he didn't want to be there on Saturday and Sunday? So when he walked in, was oh. he very, like, standoffish? It's, it's, I mean, ultimately, it's a numbers game anyways. Like, right. Uh, the, the guy that sat the one, he got from one open house, sold two homes from it. Then he sat another three, didn't sell anything. Right. But that's, that's the nature of real estate anyways. Like, yeah. you're going to throw as much stuff on, on the wall until something sticks. So it's like if you go into it in the mindset of like, if I don't get something out of this open house, I'm done with it, then again, it just goes back. You're not going to win anyways. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, anyway, hey, <laughs> you seem like a very upbeat guy and you have stayed positive, busy, and I know you said you have some of the deals kind of going down in flames right now. But in this pandemic, you know, do you have any advice that you would give to new or struggling agents that are just dealing with this for the first time? Yes, Red peanut butter M&Ms. <laughs> Dude, that's the secret. It's like you just keep eating them and, and, until you it's get little, It's and little things. You keep eating them until you either get diabetes or you close the deal, you know, one of the two. <laughs> um, advice for, for struggling agents? Is that... The, was like, that the, yeah, in, the, in, in this pandemic where they might have one or two listings or maybe no listings. Um, how do, you know, now how do they, how do they get going? I would say just kind of in a micro to like simplify it. I, you just start somewhere. Um, and that might sound a little more simple uh, than 
I think a lot of people want the answer. Like, what's the 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 secret potion? And, yeah, everybody's and, looking for the magic pill. Just dude, like... that's the magic uh, peanut butter M and M. Everyone's looking for it. But <laughs> that that applies to life, right? right? Like, hey, you want a six pack? Don't eat the peanut butter M and M's. Do some sit ups. <laughs> like, it's very basic information, and I think a lot of people want a, a shortcut. And I don't think there's any shortcuts to success. And for people that are struggling, a lot of times you just got to step back and realize how fortunate you are. And dude, we live in a world, we have the internet, right? Like Mm -hmm. we have so many resources and tools and, and, and maybe like this perspective thing kind of goes back to like my upbringing and it's like, dude, we're already winning. We're already winning. You might not have the deals, you know, in the bag that you want or whatever the situation is, but it's like, you're already ahead. So what are you focusing on? Are you focusing on what you don't have? Or are you focusing on the opportunities that you do have? And what are you making with the opportunities that, that you have? Like there's, there's tons of stuff. Hey, filming a video doesn't cost you anything, right? You can, everyone's got a cell phone. You can film something. You can, you can create something. You can TikTok. You can TikTok. There was a, a guy I was speaking to the other day um, that was like, hey, well, I – you know, I'm, I have more of like a straight lace type of a personality. Like, I don't think doing something comical is like fitting to my personality. And I was like, dude, you don't have to do something like that. Like, I do think it's important being true to who you are, but there's so much information that you can provide to people that is true to what, what you are. Like, you know, it's funny. This might be off topic. There's a guy in your office that has messaged me um, a couple times, kind of a bigger guy, a little intimidating. And uh, he is a bouncer. Imran. Oh, Imran, yeah. Yes. Super cool dude. Love that guy. I've never met him, but he's such a cool guy. But we were like messaging back and forth, and he was even talking about like, oh, I want to start doing videos. I was like, do it. So then just through talking to him, he was like, oh, well, you know, I'm a bouncer. I was like, bro, you could be – like you could do a video. Like you're an intimidating – and I haven't met him in person. so maybe He's a big dude. He's a big dude. So I was like, dude, lean into that. Like you could do a video where you're like – you're a bouncer, but you're like someone doesn't show up with a pre-approval letter. You bounce them. You know what I'm saying? Like there's creative like different things that you can do that's, uh, you know, true to you that that even not in like a funny capacity. Like, hey, what's stopping you from doing a video? You guys are in Naples. Hey, what's your top five favorite – local restaurants that you enjoy eating at right doesn't have to be you don't have to be wearing a dinosaur suit or you know doing something ridiculous a kimono on a skateboard like there's creative ways you just have to stop and think about it right and i think a lot of new agents it's it's easier to focus on uh it's easier to make an excuse for not doing something than actually taking the time to figure out a solution to whatever your your issue is so I would say to new agents, just start somewhere, right? It might, it might, the first thing you do might not even be the right thing, but it, it's, it, it's, it takes you one step closer. It gives you feedback. Gives you feedback. It gets you one step closer to maybe that one thing. And all it takes is one thing to like get you into a place mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, I'm doing what I should be doing. I'm, I'm in the right lane, right? Mm-hmm. Once so, you find your niche, it's fun. Yeah, dude. Like even for me, it's like, this is like one of the first, like I'm really enjoying it. Like I'm having a fun time. Like, and what's so cool, it's like, I'm enjoying what I'm doing and it's also providing me uh, a means of living, which is like, and your clients see that too. They see you having fun doing it. Exactly. And it's like for the longest time I would tell people, and I do work super hard. Like I, I don't ever cut that out. Like I work very hard. The dinosaur video, I was at that house for almost six hours, right? (laughs) Like it hours and hours and hours. It's not like a 
two minute thing. Right. Hey, you know, the house sold. I didn't have to do like there's hours of work. There's hours of negotiating. There's hours of communicating with your sellers. And, and, and like you, to your point, like a lot of times there, there might be egos or things like that that don't work and they're and you're trying to hold it together and work. Through, like there's so much time that goes energy in, yep. and energy and, you know, it's 8.30, it's 9 o'clock at night. I don't want to be on the phone with you about this house, but it's like you do those things to work through the process to get to the end result. And right. so I would say for people that are starting, just start somewhere, get up one day, make that one call, make that one video that you're you're not confident about doing. Just start somewhere, do it, and then, and then go from there. And it's something that we keep bringing up on the last several podcasts, which is just getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Sure. Trying something new. It can't hurt you. You know, it's not going to kill you. It's in the, in the, particularly in this time, you can do a lot of things. Like I said in the beginning, a lot of serious real estate agents start to lose their minds a little bit <laughs> and are stuck at home and they're starting to do these videos and the, the seriousness kind of, you know, cuts out. And it's like, every, you don't have to be, uh, you know, this, this stiff character. You're still a human being at the end of the day. You're, you can be good at what you want to do um, and be good at what you're doing. Uh, but at the same token, be yourself while you're doing it, you know, and that's that's a lot of things that I'm thinking t for me in particular, I'm taking this with me into the future from a lot of the deals and things that I've done. Like there's just certain things I'm just not going to do anymore, you yeah. know. Um, as, as not, are you are you still going to sleep with that cash, though? <laughs> <laughs> I, I might not be sleeping with the cash, but, you know, I'd rather spend the money and, and get out of the deal than to, yeah. to put myself in that kind of predicament and just have this cancerous kind of feeling you know jumping on the bull is one thing and getting the deal done is, is is there's excitement and joy there um but when you walk away and you made a lot of money for a lot of other people and you end up you know shortchanging yourself and some of the things that you did just to make the deal happen uh you for me i walk away kind of empty mm -hmm. my heart is 110 percent into doors open connect and helping real estate agents get their deals done and um and and to get people paid yeah. and keep agents around that um might have otherwise quit or the, that part-time mother or whatever getting her the coverage that she needs and, and things like that i can sleep a lot better at the end of the day i mean right now we don't charge anybody for any of the work that we're doing whether it's the scavenger hunts whether it's the whether it's the app, you know, those, those agents closed that deal. Um, we got the deal done. We got the testimonial. We made nothing off of it. You know, the app is free to download. Uh, you know, we can't always keep it that way because we want to better it. We want to better the service, and we want to keep on going because we know we have something special. But at the end of the day, helping those agents, you know, achieve those success stories is, is really exciting for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll do an offshoot deal here and there, but my heart is completely into, into this other thing. Um, so, you know, your brokerage seems a little bit smaller and you're, you're cleaning up your listings with almost half of them under contract already. Do you have a team or members that help you out in a bind? And if so, what is the methods of communications do you use to coordinate showings or open houses, et cetera? Um, yes, the, my office is super small um, and it's actually shrunk. Um, you know, the, uh, I guess the, the thought process behind it has not been for the owner of it to, to necessarily grow. It's just kind of a, hey, it's there. Um, type of a, a situation. I've brought in some agents uh, underneath me. There's a guy I just brought on underneath me as an agent that uh, I sold a house to. He wanted to get into real estate. My cousin here who's helping me out with some video stuff, he's in the process of getting his license. So um, I don't necessarily have like a particular service like what you guys do as far as you know that goes, but I'm trying to scale a bit. Um, 
so I can do the things that I really enjoy and I'm passionate about. So you're going to try to get your broker's license? It sounds like I'm, I'm, I'm I don't know, I man. Like I'm I, pushing that out I, there. I think it's, it's one of those things like, I, I think it would be cool to have, but it was like, for me, it's never really been something like I want to have a brokerage. Like right. that's just not something that I've wanted to do. I mean, that might change kind of moving forward, but in this uh, particular moment, it's, it's, um, you know, I've just kind of, I'm literally kind of getting my feet underneath of me as far as like this new avenue and things that I'm doing and, and learning from it. And um, so, yeah, I mean, as far as what the future holds, I, I don't know. Is, is your company 100% or? Um, yeah, it like, I, which I think is your office's situation. Like it's, it's a pretty high percentage, but obviously with anything, the logistics of it, if you got someone that comes in that needs to be fed, they... The, the split's a bit different, right? So, yeah. and I think that's another thing too for a lot of agents that I've talked to a lot of agents that have wanted to kind of come work with me and, and obviously the overhead and things that you have to, the cost you have to incur to generate, like people have to understand it comes from somewhere. Right, yeah. So maybe if you're in a position where you're self-sufficient and you're you're good on your own, then yeah, I mean, you need to be compensated at a higher commission split. When I first started real estate, I was at an office, I got, I got nothing and I was on a really, really bad split, but I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know any better. I was just like, Oh, this is real estate. Yeah. <laughs> we're, 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 we're actually, uh, I know you said a high percentage. We're actually a hundred percent, but, um, we do charge a monthly desk fee, um, over there at, uh, our, it's to, it's to, to, to water your grass wall. You guys got at your oh, office, yeah, right? Yeah. It's, it, you'd, you'd, You'd be amazed at how much you have to water a grass wall. Yeah, dude, they don't. They they're not. He hung that on his own, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) They don't stay that green uh, if you're not watering them. It's a lot of work. (laughs) Oh man, this is this has been awesome. This has been such a pleasure to have this podcast with you. We we actually went way over than we normally do with one person, which just shows. No, no, that's that's awesome. It just shows. It's good. How first and last podcast. (laughs) No, it just shows how much value you brought and how much fun this was. And I hope it was fun for everybody else listening. Um, Deshaun, what do you say we get out of here and wrap it up? Yeah. So this is again, been an absolute pleasure. Um, we're cheering you on, man. We're wishing you nothing but continued success with everything you have going on. You have two cheerleaders in blue shirts, by the way. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Derek, please plug, tell our listeners, uh, plug your business. Um, whether it's the band, whether, you know, whatever you want, where where they can find you, how they can contact you or reach out to you. So, um, my business page is Derek D E R R I C K. Well, it's the at sign at Derek SWFL Southwest Florida Realtor. <laughs> We're powering you up. Oh, okay. I was like, what? What is happening? <laughs> we getting beamed up here. So yeah, Derek at uh, Derek South SWFL Real. I'm totally butchering this. Let me back this up again. Can you guys edit and this? They're never gonna find you. <laughs> they're like, who? I I don't know where I'm at. It's at Derek SWFL Realtor. Um, and then same on Facebook. Uh, YouTube as well. You could search that and uh, it'll pull it up. The band's name is The Wild Fever. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Yo, you trying to sell a house? Hit me up too. Yes, definitely contact my man Derek here. And again, greatly appreciate Real you quick, coming. What's your phone number so they can call you right after this podcast and get a house? Oh, you guys want it? Yeah, let's, oh, let's hear it. 239-822-3514. Hey, if I get crazies texting me, not cool. <laughs> no, no, we have all cool people on the Okay, cool, no, cool. No, wait, 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 wait. Are, you, are you single? No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, ladies. Sorry, ladies. Sorry, Steve's so taken. Unless you want to buy a house. No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, message him ahead of time in the DMs <laughs> to keep his phone on silent. That's it. All right. 
Um, anyway, please contact us at doorsopenconnect at gmail.com. DM us with any questions, or if you have any feedback, we'll get to them in the next week's episodes. Uh, follow us and like us on social media at Doors Open Connect, Facebook page at Doors Open Connect, LLC, LinkedIn, Deshaun Robinson, TikTok at Doors Open Connect. And thank you very much, Derek. Really thank appreciate you, yeah. you for stopping by and taking the time out of your busy schedule um, to provide us valuable insight and feedback. As always, thank you so much, Jared and Joe of Divine Digital, for allowing us to record here again. Hey, if you guys are out there and you've just spent two months sitting at home, but before that you had all these ideas about how you were going to start an app company, a website, needed help with graphic design, etc. Or even a podcast. Or even a podcast setup, then you definitely want to reach out to these guys. They are available for a free consultation. You can stop by and check them out. Either we're at the corner of uh, Pine Ridge and Livingston or in the building just above the Mora. Uh, restaurant on the second floor, or you can give them a call, uh, or you can follow them at Divine uh, Digital Agency. And if you're not sure how to get started, have any questions, come and meet them in person. They were hands-on and crucial with the development of the Doors Open Connect uh, app and platform, and they were beyond our expectations. So thanks again, Jared and Joe of Divine Digital. Guys, you have to check them out. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And uh, we're going to go on here. Big shout to all of our listeners, supporters, and until next time, we will keep the doors open until your deals stay closing. So go ahead and uh, thank you very much, Rick. We'll, we'll play a little outro there for you, Derek. This is the Wild Fever. Uh-huh.